Life Coach for Dogs with Tim Cornett. All right. Uh, welcome to the Dog Walker's Companion by Life Coach for Dogs. I'm the Life Coach for Dogs. My name's Tim Cornett. This is a podcast for Cleveland dog owners and only Cleveland dog owner, Northeast Ohio. If, if you're listening to this and you're an Arizona or something, log off now. We will not tolerate that. Hello, I'm here with Beverly Dillon of Running Dog, a great organization, a very practical organization. Uh, Beverly, hello. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> doing okay. Uh, rather than me trying to say what you what you do, uh, why why don't why don't we why don't you tell us what the uh, what your organization is all about? Okay. Well, um, Running Dog is a nonprofit organization that, um, well, in a nutshell, we run with the adoptable dogs um, at our local um, animal shelters. We take them out for cleansing runs is one of the things that we, we call them. Um, we allow them to get rid of the stress that accumulates over time. Um, whenever, whenever a dog is in a kennel situation, they get stressed out and we help relieve that by taking them on runs. Uh, I love this, this organization because it's like, it lets, it lets people who are running anyways, just like take a dog. Right. <laughs> just just take a dog with you and it's so practical because like a tired dog is a good dog and a good dog is an adoptable dog so it's like it's something simple and it's it, i i envision it as being so helpful it is it is and you know our goal is to help create more adoptable dogs that is the goal it's always a bonus that we know you know every minute that we have the dogs outside of that kennel I mean, that's a success in and of itself uh, because there is a, there are a lot of, you know, homeless dogs there and there's not enough, um, there's not enough people to, you know, to help all of them. So we're doing what we can um, to try to make their stays a little, a little better um, for them. Cause we know there's always going to be dogs in um, the kennel situation. So, uh, we just we just try to make their days a little better in the, in the yeah, short but you know i mean like it's all short term like it's i like the fact that you guys have su like such a limited scope but you know exactly what you're about and you know exactly what you're doing that's that's great and it's something that's like super necessary oh almost with any dogs honestly my dogs could probably use a good run but you know i'm not jogging <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, it you know the the runs we have found there's a ripple um, effect that happens, um, and it's and I discovered this very early on whenever I um, started running with the dogs, you know it's not just about letting them relieve that pent up um, energy that they have, but you know some of these dogs no let me let me say most of these dogs are there because they were um, failed by their human. You know, for whatever reason, they were failed by their human. And, um, <clears throat> you know, maybe these dogs, I mean, quite honestly, they may have never gone to, you know, the trails in the woods, or they may have never gone to the lake or the river, or they may never even have seen traffic. 
So, you know, along with helping them with their stress, we're also um, opening up their world. I mean, the worlds are very, very small and we're showing them more of the world. Um, and, you know, the last thing we want to do is to, you know, have a dog dumped into the lap of a new adopter and this dog not have any kind of idea of what's in store for him. You know, if we take this dog out and, you know, run it downtown, you know, around other people, around the traffic, you know, that's just adding to their experiences. <laughs> yeah, that way, that makes a lot of sense to me because that way there, there's there's not as many surprises. That's, right. You can't, you can't, you can't say there's no surprises, but there's, there's not as many. Um, it's interesting to me because it's like, because I am not a runner, uh, but I, I like, I like the idea of having a network of dog lovers that are also runners and be like, oh, well, we have the perfect dogs for you specifically. Like that's like, there, there is a partnership here that can happen. There is, and there is actually, there's a market for people that want to have a dog with them when they're doing their runs. Um, <clears throat> people will come into the rescues or into the shelters with the idea in mind that they want a dog that they can run with um, for, you know, many different reasons. Um, one of the reasons that we have found is that it, it, helps, it helps some women feel safe on those isolated trails. Yeah, um, yeah heck yeah, it does. And it's a, it is a nice distraction from training runs, you know, whenever you're putting in a lot of miles, you want someone to share that with, I guess. It breaks yeah. up the monotony. <laughs> I, I imagine if you like look down and you're like, oh my God, I've just run, I've just run however many miles and I'm not being chased down the by the police. You like look down to the side and you're like, oh, well, well, Biscuit seems to be enjoying himself still, so... <laughs> Right, Maybe that's right. the, I think security is, I mean, this is a, this is a Northeast Ohio podcast. So this is for people in Northeast Ohio uh, only. If somebody is listening to this and they are not in Northeast Ohio, log off right now. <laughs> we are not tolerating that. No outside agitators on the dog walker <laughs> companion. Absolutely not. Yeah. They, they, they want to come in with your like what Colorado Springs opinions. Start your own Colorado Springs dog podcast. This is about Cleveland, <laughs> Northeast Ohio, Akron. Now you're based out of Akron, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, most, we we um, work with two facilities in Akron. We work with a facility in um, Medina. And also um, we're working on moving into Stark County, into the Humane Society. We have a bit of a of an ad hoc group there, but it's not as structured as our Akron chapters, I guess you could say. Uh, how many volunteers do you have uh, overall? You think? I know. No, I know there is an ebb and flow. There is. Um, we've put about six hundred people through an orientation um, over the years, but um, there is a cycle to you know the dog running. There's a cycle to any kind of running, you know, pe some people don't like to run in the, the winter, you know, or whatever. Some people don't like to run in the summer, you know, it's, so we average about 50 volunteers at any one time spread out over the three or four different facilities that um, we work with. That's really great. Uh, what, uh, 
<laughs> it, it really is. And it's like, I remember uh, you invited me out to that, uh, to that uh, one event and I was talking with the people uh, that were there and it was, I liked that there was a mix of people who were runners and wanted to share that with a dog and people who wanted to be runners and thought the dogs would help them. And that's very true. Um, dogs run in what we call um, intervals. Um, and I would say 95% of the dogs run in intervals. Um, not, not many dogs will. Can, can you explain what that means? I'm sorry. Yes. That just means short bursts of running followed by, you know, a sniffing break. Well, for dogs, not for the humans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, instead of sniffing, I cry. Yeah. Run for a few minutes, <laughs> weep for a few minutes. Um, but um, interval running intervals is the best way to train to run. I mean, whenever somebody wants to start training for a 5K, you, you don't go out there and just run a mile straight. You know, you run for three minutes and then you walk for a minute. That's the best way um, to train injury free. And that is exactly how dogs run. Like I said, 95% of them, they will run for a couple of minutes and then something will catch their nose. <laughs> and then you stand there and wait for them to stop sniffing it. So it's perfect if someone wants to train to run. That's actually really interesting. That's, that's probably some sort of deep seated caveman cave wolf reason. Yeah, that, I don't know. That we're all, <laughs> yeah, that's like, oh, we are perfectly suited to run side by side to chase down a buffalo or an elk or whatever, whatever cave people and cave dogs. Well, we did chased. have a, a good relationship with the wolves at one point, didn't we? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really fascinating. I I do have an interview if for future uh for future dog walker companions. Uh I I do have an interview in the can with a uh with an archaeologist or a anthropologist uh that specializes in early early canine and there's so much unknown. I don't want to spoil it, but there's so much unknown and I I actually I walked away with a, learning a lot from that. Um dog nerds there's a lot of dog nerds out there. So that's what <laughs> that's there are. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot to nerd out about. I mean, this, this is a dog podcast. So I'm going to assume this is for, for Cleveland dog nerds and Cleveland dog nerds only. <laughs> um, I do uh, have to, oh, oh, go ahead, please. I do have to mention that um, as good as this is for the dogs, um, one of the pleasant unexpected side effects is, how great this is for the runners. Um, the first time somebody told me that running dog changed their life, I was like, okay, you know, you, you were, you were ready for something like this to change your life. And, you know, glad it was me or not me, but the program. Um, but then, you know, I kept hearing it over and over again that people were saying this, you know, it drugged me out of a really dark place. Um, and, you know, and not only that, I mean, it is running is good for, you know, therapeutic reasons, but furry fuzzy animals are, are also very good um, therapy partners. Um, but it does add something to a runner's life whenever they can use their passion to help somebody else. And, you know, literally speaking, that does not happen with running too often. You know, you cannot, I mean, unless you're going to run to save somebody's life, maybe. But um, 
using your running conditioning to help a dog, you know, bust out of jail for an hour. That is so empowering and really adds something to what it means to be a runner for these, for our volunteers anyway. That, uh, that sounds really great. And that really makes me think solidly about running. You know what it actually makes me think of? It makes me think of that scene in Forrest Gump where he ran for a couple of years just to like clear his head. But yeah. imagine if Forrest Gump was also a dog movie. Like how much more charming would it have been? <laughs> he would have had to cycle through a, a few dogs because dogs cannot run as much as we can. But... <laughs> Oh, that's actually interesting. Uh, what is the upper limit on how much a dog can run? Well, you know, we only have dogs in our program for as long as they're at the facility. So, um, you know, and usually the dogs that are at the facilities for the longest, you know, at some of the the rescue facilities, dogs can be there for a couple years, and, and that's a very long time. But usually those dogs aren't in our program because there's a reason that they're there for that long. They're older or they have health issues or, or, or whatever. But um, one of the, we did get one dog up to eight miles. And oh, wow. We, and that's a lot. It, and he, but this dog, he was a pit bull on stilts. <laughs> I don't know what he was mixed with, but he was <laughs> this long legged, thin, but muscular dog. Um, and he got about eight miles. He got up to about eight miles. Um, but I have heard um, stories of dogs that they'll run a marathon, but just like a human, they have to be trained for that and they have to be conditioned for that. Um, and they have to be a certain type of dog. So, um, you know, we have runners that, well, we don't, but there are runners out there that, you know, they run 200 miles in a stretch and a dog cannot do that. Oh, yes. Humans are, are better adapted for, for long distance running. Hmm. Okay. If you're running 200 miles a day, maybe you should go to the horse rescue. Oh, no. That takes days. That's days of running. Day. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy people. <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, hey, follow, follow, your, follow your bliss, I guess. Follow right. your blisters. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, what, uh, what prompted you to start, uh, running dog? I was at a moment in my life where I could, um, I was at a fork in the road and I decided to take the fork where I left my corporate job to do something meaningful. Um, and I had been doing a lot of running and, and one of my friends brought a dog on one of our training runs and, the, the miles just seemed to fly by. I mean, I was distracted and entertained by the dog and um, I didn't mind the stops. I mean, they sort of made the run easier. <clears throat> so I thought, well, you know, I'm looking for a new vocation. So maybe I could become a dog runner instead of a dog walker. There's got to be runner, you know, dogs out there that need running instead of walking. So I decided to volunteer at the local shelter to get experience to run dogs because, you know, you do need experience for this kind of thing. <laughs> so I just started running the dogs at um, one of a kind pet rescue uh, just to actually be able to get experience for a job. But these dogs just grabbed my heart. These amazing dogs that, you know, were thrown away that through no fault of their own were, you know, in jail, basically, you know, 
I would go and I would run two, three or four dogs, put in eight miles, and there's still 10 dogs that, you know, needed to be run. So um, I reached out to a local running group and said, hey, if there was a program that would let you run with adoptable dogs, would you be interested? And I'll tell you, it was an avalanche of me first, you know, an avalanche of um, responses. So I worked with one of a kind and we came up with a quick orientation process and the rest is history. It was off and running. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that sounds great. Now, how long ago was that? Oh, we're coming up on our fifth year. <clears throat> oh, that's fantastic. Now, what what was your what was you don't have to say specifics, although you can name names if you like. Uh, what what uh, what was your previous corporate life? Where where did you where did you come from? I worked um, in uh, retail management for Giant Eagle. I was. You know, I started as a floral, the florist for Giant Eagle, and then I moved into a corporate position. And then that was, you know, I thought I cannot sit at this conference conference room table for another day. So I went back to the stores and managed a, a store and they started to offer salary position buyouts. So this was my opportunity to, you know, take a nice severance package and do something that wasn't, you know, helping people find the green beans, which is important too, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's time to let somebody else find the green beans. That's right. (laughs) Well, that's, that's great. How has pan the pandemic and the pandemic situation? Cause like, obviously shelters are are pretty much closed down right now. Um, I, I don't even know about running with a mask on, but I don't, but I don't know enough about it. It is a bad idea. Um, you can you can you can pass out if you're not used to running. You know there are people that run with masks, but that's a training method that I mean, murderers seems like. <laughs> it is a training method to run with a mask, but none of us are are elite runners, really. None. I don't think any of the runners with running dog are winning any races, and they can text me later if I'm wrong. <laughs> Okay. Well, this will, this will probably go up this week. And I, I, uh, certainly hope those people, uh, you know, uh, let's have a running dog race. Let's see who's the, like have a foot race. That seems like, a (laughs) you you can raise money that way. We do have fast runners, but most of our runners are casual runners. Um, just because, you know, running with dogs, like if, if I need to go out and I need to run a fast 5k as part of my training plan, I'm probably not going to be able to take a dog with me. So serious runners may not be able to have running dog in their life, you know, too often, but um, anyway, yes. So we don't run with masks. So, um, and and we always defer to the facilities as far as um, their restrictions on volunteering right now. So, um, there are some shelters that are closed completely. There are other shelters that, you know, they let us come in one at a time. We don't actually don't even come in. They bring a dog out to us. We take one dog out to run and bring it back. You know, we don't even go into the, the shelters, but some of our more diehard <laughs> running, uh, running dog runners, they're finding some foster families 
that have a foster dog and they will go to, you know, that person's house and take a dog out. Um, we do have a smaller facility that it's basically, she rescues dogs and they're on her farm. She's not, you know, like the, like one of a kind pets, you know, she doesn't have big kennels or anything. It's just her barn. So, um, some of our runners will go there and run her, um, rescue dogs. So, you know, some of us are, some of the runners are still active, but yeah, we've, We've basically uh, been shut down and it breaks our hearts. Uh, do you have an idea of a path forward or is it, is it all still up in the air at this point? Well, each facility is different. So um, there for a while, the one facility, you know, we couldn't even go in. But like I said, now um, they're bringing dogs out to us and it's very scheduled so that nobody's crossing paths. You know, it's one runner at a time, staggered starts. Um, you know, we're trying to be responsible. We, we know that the dogs really, really need to, to get out and burn their energy. Um, but we also understand that we need to be responsible and follow all the guidelines that, you know, the, the facilities um, have put out there. Now that's, that's very good advice. Uh, or, or show up with an AR 15, whichever might be good. <laughs> Whatever your response is to the pandemic, either show up, and demand a dog or respect their wishes, whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we like the path of least resistance, which usually doesn't in- include firepower. Yeah. Usually, usually we'll usually. see. The, uh, <laughs> um, now if so, we'll put all the links and stuff in the, in the episode dis- description, uh, if somebody is interested in running dog or if they, if they operate a facility or if they're fostering dogs and they say, I, this is definitely something I can use. Um, I foster dogs and I broke my toe, please running dog, help me. Uh, what, where, where is a good place to, uh, reach you? Well, we have a website. It's runningdog.org. We also have a Facebook page, which is, um, just running dog, all one word. Um, and you can always, you know, all of our information's on our website. You can find all of the uh, email addresses there. That's great. Now, if um, if somebody is, uh, wants to donate to Running Dog, this is a this is a, a charitable organization. Uh, what does what does that money that they donate buy? Well, um, it helps us train the runners because, of course, we have to have. Um, a room to train. So we have to find a room nearby. Um, we also, uh, because not all of the facilities have space for us to set up a training session. Um, we also, you, well, in a nutshell, we use it to train, um, equip and, um, support the runners. Um, we have been offering, uh, safety dogs, which is our canine CPR and first aid. Um, we we had two of our alpha runners um, trained in um, trained as trainers. So what we do is we set our new um, volunteers up with a, a training session. Um, and this is a four hour training session. This is you know <laughs> this isn't just you know handing out some pieces of paper. Um, no, with a dog CPR so- class, you're you're learning the dog's respiratory system. You're learning a whole new life form. Right, right. And just what to do, you know, sometimes 
our runners will load up the dog in their car and take the dog out, you know, to the valley um, or to the to the national park um, to take advantage of some of the beautiful trails there. And you know, what do you do if the dog, you know, hurts himself or falls over? You know, we want our runners to feel comfortable knowing that they'd be prepared in an emergency situation uh, like that. So we offer that free of charge um, to our to our runners. Um, we also, you know, we put on fundraisers throughout the year, um, but you know, this year's different story. I don't think they're happening this year. Um, but the money just helps us to support our runners, basically. Uh, okay. Well, fun fundraisers are are uh, you know, like I say, they. I, I realize this year they are probably they are probably not a thing. Maybe maybe we can do a very running dog Christmas. Uh, <laughs> If, if we're lucky, but, uh, please, uh, if you have a, if, if you have any extra money, donate to running dog, or if you're, if you have need, if you are in a position, uh, to need running dog, if you, if, if those dogs you're fostering just have a little too much energy. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know if we have a runner that it's convenient for them to pop into your house or, meet you somewhere. We don't even have to come to your house. You can meet us at the local trail and, you know, there's a meet and greet process. We don't want to just send our dog our runners off with a dog. They don't know, but you know, we, we want to help as many dogs as we can. Well, it's interesting because like running and walking, and this is, this is what I tell my people all the time. It's like, it's almost like spiritual for a dog. They need to do this thing. They need to like, they need that little bit of time just to like take the world in through their nostrils and a dog in a shelter situation, even a dog in the best, you know, they need, they need it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, the dogs, you know, in our culture, most of them, if they're with a responsible owner, they have got the best lives ever. I mean, you know, every toy and treat and the, the best veterinary care, but you know, if a dog, a dog that's in someone's, you know, apartment for 24 hours a day without, you know, long walks, it's just really a nice, comfortable kennel to them. You know, their, their worlds can be very small. I mean, sometimes you just have to look at it through the dog's point of view. You know, if you take the same route with a dog, you know, the same, you know, walk around the block, you know, twice a day, that can get really old for a dog. You know, they need to have a wider experience. And that's what we try to do with the adoptable dogs, you know, show them the world. Now, if somebody, what if somebody wants to just run with their dog? Uh, can you, uh, can you give us any uh, tips, tips, tricks for, this is the dog walkers companion. So if you happen to be walking your dog right now and you just want to like, you just want to go off into a sprint right now. What what would you advise? Well, I would say go slow. I would say create a training plan. You know, Google some training plans for, for um, conditioning for dogs. Because just like us, they can be injury prone if you try to go out too hard and too fast too soon. Um, you know, half a mile one day or for one week for two weeks you know you just have to keep an eye on your dog you know you just want to make sure the dog's not overheating and you know can't run a dog on a full stomach you have to wait an hour after they eat they can't even have a full stomach of water 
if if you want to take a dog out for a run. So um, can I have a full stomach? Oh, believe, you don't want to have a full stomach when you run. So, uh, believe me, <laughs> I've been there. It is not pleasant. <laughs> um, you also want to get the right equipment. I mean, at first, you don't have to buy any new harnesses or leashes or anything like that. Just see if it's something that your dog enjoys and something that you enjoy. And if it is, there are some um, some high-tech equipment you can get into. There's leashes that connect to a waist belt. Um, and actually, your dog will help you. That dog, if you've got a strong dog and you've got a nice harness on the dog, that dog will help you run. All you have to do is move your legs. <laughs> and and the, the leash is actually a bungee cord. So there's no hard starts and you're not going to clothesline your dog if the dog tries to chase after a squirrel. So, you know, there is some good, you know, gear that you can, you can purchase if it's something that you like. I do see those and I'm like, Oh man, how many people have broken their spines on those things? You know, we run with dogs that have, some of them don't even have any kind of leash training or, you know, this could be the first time they were, you know, at the trails, you know, with all the wildlife around. So we have got some, we've had some dogs on those leashes that just have no manners at all. And they are really, I mean, the bungee cord leash, it is a lifesaver for, for dog and runner alike. Um, we haven't had any injuries. And like I said, we, we run some pretty, some pretty hardcore dogs. So now what is, and and this will this will be the last one. What, now, if you are running with your dog, what are some signs that like you need to you need to cool it? And then what what do you do if you've if you've overdone it? Well, you know, of course, if the dog starts limping, you know that'd be the first sign that the dog is either strained something or stepped on something. Um, you also uh, want to make sure that they're not getting overheated because even on a cool day, say if it's 60 degrees, you know, dogs sweat differently than us. They don't sweat, in other words. But even on a cool day, like 60 degrees, if the sun is shining, they can get overheated, especially, you know, depending on the breed, if they've got the short pug nose or if they're overweight. So to a good sign that a dog is overheating is that their tongue and their gums will get redder. Um, if it's a light colored dog, you can check the insides of their ears. If the inside of their ears is pinker than what you'd normally see that dog is um getting overheated frothy um frothy mouth like there's bubbles and foam coming out of their mouth that's an overheated dog um and a dog the dog's posture if the dog isn't sniffing in his head but his head is low that means the dog is tired um so you want to watch for the way they're holding their head um and also, if um, if they're not in front of you anymore, if they're like lagging to the side, or of course, of course, if they're behind you, they're trying to slow down. Um, you just have to, you know, mainly what you're watching for is changes. Um, is the dog acting differently than it was when you started out? That's all really good advice. Uh, I think I might try a waist uh, a waist bungee cord, not for running, just for. Just to keep my hands free, so I can, so I can do more walking snacks. <laughs> walking snacks. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna open up a a snacking dog. Well, you know, where, 
Where it's an organization where I take where I take shelter dogs for snacks. <laughs> you know, some, some of those um, waist leashes, the belts are pretty. I mean, they're like Batman belts. You can have, you know, can of pop in one of the holsters and the snack bag. I mean, they've got snack bags for dogs. So you just put your Cheetos in there instead of treats and you're set. Hey, there we go. You hear that? We can we can share Cheetos, Opie. Beverly Dillon of Running Dog, thank you so much uh, for agreeing to uh, be interviewed. This is this is our second episode, so uh, I know it's more of a chance in these early days. Uh, Running Dog is a great organization, very practical. That's what I like about it. It's simple focus, very practical, does something very concrete for dogs. If you have a few extra dollars uh, or a desire to run or a foster dog that you, you desire to have run, please go to runningdog.org. One word. Yes. And as always, this is kind of a continuous fundraiser for uh, neighborhood pets, which uh, also covers the Northeast Ohio uh, area. Isn't so much about adopting dogs out. It's about helping uh, families in need. Uh, families with pets that that need uh, pet food, but sometimes it goes it goes beyond the scope of that into actual human help too. So uh, I don't want to promise that because I don't want somebody to come in with like a knife wound in their neck and be like, "Neighborhood pets, help me!" <laughs> I can't promise that they that they can back that up, but you know they'll they'll probably help you find your dog while you go, like you know, or they'll help you watch your dog while you go attend to that knife wound. <laughs> this is none of this is, is, uh, <laughs> none, none of the opinions expressed actually, uh, come from neighborhood pets. They are of the host only me, Tim Coronet, life coach for dogs. Uh, and if, uh, I will say that if you need a, uh, dog trained or a behavior corrected, Go to www.lifecoachfordogs.com and uh, sign up for a free consultation. Only if you live in the Cleveland area. If you don't, how did you make it this far into the podcast? (laughs) What sort of monster are you? Thank you very much, Beverly Dillon of Running Dog. What? You want to hear a story? Why not? It's about how awesome uh, these dogs.